What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Jordan Richards. I'm back again with another Real Life Podcast. If you aren't subscribed to the podcast, please make sure you subscribe. I'd love to have you guys listening each and every week. But if it's your first time here, you know, check me out. Let me know what you think. Drop a rate and review. Really helps out the podcast grow, helps me get my story out there and share my message with everybody. So I'm just going to keep it short and sweet today. You know, I just wanted to hop on, talk to you guys for a little bit because I didn't get around to it yesterday. I was just kind of busy doing some family stuff, you know, like a lot of us were getting ready for the the big storm that came overnight. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy, you know, everything going on. It's, I mean, I live up in Toronto, so there's uh, tons of snow, but you know, we're used to it. The, the crazy thing for me is like, you know, around November ish is usually the time when I start to think about getting my snow tires on and all that. But I haven't even been, you know, outside enough to where it's worth it. You know, I drive a car that's fine in the winter. So for me, it's like, why even bother? What am I really putting them on for to drive, you know, five kilometers here, 10 kilometers there? Like I'm not going anywhere. We've been in lockdown since after Christmas. So for me, there wasn't really a point this year. I just never really saw a reason to kind of go that route. But you know, it is what it is and it's not a big deal. I'm happy that there's snow because it's been kind of weird, you know, like I'm not a big fan of the snow, but even still, it's nice, you know, sometimes just going out in the snow and, you know, maybe you want to go sledding, you know, go out, whatever. It's it's just different, you know, like most people, they hate the snow. I, I don't love the snow, but there's something about it, you know, that first big snowfall. It's kind of fun, you know, you go out driving, maybe you go drifting in the snow, whatever, you just you know, you have a little bit of fun with it. Some people that, you know, when it snows, it's the end of the world. They can't, they can't do anything. They don't know what to do. For me, I enjoy it. You know, that's, that's why I bought the car that I had so I could rip around in the snow if I feel like it. And it's no big deal. You just got to be careful, you know, make sure you drive safe, make sure you be careful. But uh, you know, if you're like me, you like to have a little bit of fun too. Nothing wrong with that. So, but yeah, man, I just wanted to hop on, uh, talk to you guys for a little bit, let you guys know kind of how I've been doing, um, like I mentioned before, for me, it's been mostly real estate right now. I actually was talking to, um, someone the other day and it's funny because all the things I've talked about that I've been trying to get better at, he basically reiterated all those things to me that I need to work a little bit harder. I need to network a lot, um, to build up basically not a client base, but a potential client base, you know, and all the people that can reach out to me if I do want to do real estate and you know and I think it applies to all industries and it kind of made me realize even more so how important all that is because I do have a small network right now and I'm going to make it on my own I'm going to have to find a way to expand that and yeah I have certain people who support me and certain people who can help me out but at the end of the day I have to start finding ways to reach out to more people reach a wider audience um cast a bigger net as it is right because like most people know retention rates for things like this and almost any business, you know, you're hoping for probably somewhere between three to 10%, depending on industry. So if you put out like an email blast to a thousand people, you're expecting, you know, probably 30 to maybe a hundred people to even read it, like even read the email in the first place. Then you get into, okay, now percentage of people that read the email, how many people click on that link? Is that, you know, percentage still only 25%. So then you're talking about, less than 1% to maybe 5% of people who are actually going to where you want them to go. And that's if you have a thousand people in your network, where for me, I might have a hundred, 200. So those retention rates are the same, but the numbers are significantly lower. And so that was kind of like very eye-opening for me and just a good discussion to have with somebody, um, someone who I was potentially hoping to learn from and work with. Uh, he basically just told me, he's like, look, 
you seem like a good kid. You seem like you're smart. You seem like you have a good direction of where you want to go, but you're just not there yet. You have to work harder at being more knowledgeable, learning the trade, um, building that network, meeting people, getting in front of people, calling people, all the things that no one really wants to do, but it's really important if you want to succeed. And so that's where I think I want to pass that message on to you guys. It's just something that has been on my mind and I've been thinking about a lot lately because it was it was forced into my brain, right? It's like, you have to do this. You have to reach out more. You have to meet more people. And so I'm going to talk to some people that I know about that, um, you know, see if I can use their wisdom, their knowledge to get in front of more people, to talk to more people. And most importantly, it's about meeting the right people. It's not just about meeting people who, you know, don't mean anything. It's about meeting the right people and, and making the right connections that can help you grow a lot faster than just trying to do it on your own and making calls to whoever, right? So for me, you know, it's it's just, it's just about that and just about networking and something that's just been on my brain a lot lately. And I, and I want you guys to all remember that if you are trying to be creative and do something on your own, it's it's very important to network and, and to meet the right people and constantly do that, honestly, almost as much as your craft, because your craft will only get you so far unless you know the right people, make the right connections, and ultimately build relationships. Because for me, even, if I want to start selling myself to people, they could look at my body of work, but like I mentioned before, if no one sees your body of work, if no one knows about your body of work, then how exactly is anyone going to find you, right? It's it's all about building connections with people who have a larger network than you to hopefully penetrate that network and then build from within their network. And that's something that I need to do. I know people that are very well connected, know a lot of people, but I haven't been able to penetrate their network yet. And it's mostly my own fault because I haven't taken the time to be like, hey, let me come to this meeting with you. Let me do this. And let me do that. And yeah, it's kind of hard during COVID and everything going on, but it's something I could have been doing before, but I just kind of chose to, no, I'm cool. Like I'll stay home. I'll do my own thing. I don't really want to associate with these people. And it's, it's kind of the hard part for me, especially is that I'm not the biggest people person, but when people get to know me, they're like, oh, you're actually like pretty talkative. You, you, uh, you're really smart. You know a lot. But why don't you ever like say anything? I'm like, it's just it's just who I am. You know, I'm just a reserved, quiet person. It's not because I don't like talking to people. It's not because I don't want to get to know someone. It's just the person I've always been since, honestly, since birth. I've always been a pretty quiet person. That's why networking for me is so hard. But it's something that, you know, I try to always write down in my weekly tasks, my daily tasks, whatever I'm I'm planning for, because it's been, you know, something I just continue to struggle with. But I think like I've talked about, the more I visualize it, the more I see it, the more I write it down, eventually, you know, I'm hoping it will kind of get into action a little bit. It's just been the times that have been making that so much more difficult. When, like I said, we've been on lockdown for basically six weeks-ish where I live, about, probably about closer to seven weeks. So like, what am I really doing other than just like being at home and, you know, working on YouTube and editing videos and just like, trying to get as creative as possible within my confined space. I finally put up my YouTube video and that was, you know, fairly well received. People seem to like it, but now, you know, I'm on to what's next. Well, maybe I'll make some TikTok videos. Maybe I'll do something else and just trying to do different things because ultimately I'm just trying to be myself, but I'm trying to learn too. And I think it's, that's the biggest problem is that I feel like there's so many things I should be doing. Um, and it's really finding the time to prioritize everything. Um, because I'm the kind of person, like I've mentioned before, I'm somewhat of a scatterbrain. It's not always easy for me to prioritize one thing or another, unless I'm really deep in it, or I have like a really strict deadline I have to meet. 
Otherwise, I'm just kind of all over the place. Like I have to do real estate stuff. I want to edit videos. I want to shoot videos. I have, you know, my set kind of like honed down now, which is sick because if I want to shoot a video, it's like, boom, set, put it all up, set up the light, turn off lights, you know, do whatever I got to do, set up the microphone, boom, record. Like it doesn't have to take me an hour, an hour and a half, two hours to kind of figure out how I'm going to shoot the video, where I'm going to shoot it. It's just already set up, put the video in my program, drop my preset on it, boom, it's done. Like it's, it literally takes me all of two, three seconds and maybe that's something I'll, I'll make a video about at some point because it's it's a cool thing that not a lot of people do. And it's very difficult if you don't know what you're doing to like have everything set up like that. Because a lot of people just kind of shoot and leave it as is. But, you know, there is a creative element that you can add your own flair to it, color it, you know, beyond just editing. That is completely different component of making videos that most people don't take advantage of. They just whatever comes out of the camera is what they use. And that's kind of where the way I've learned, you know, photography, scene photography, all that stuff, it's, it's, you know, putting your stylistic flair on everything. And that's really important because that's what makes you, you, that's what makes you an individual. And, you know, that's one thing that I think I need to share and just like remind people, you know, you don't have to just use whatever comes out of the camera. You can change it up. You can add whatever you want to it to make it your own. So it doesn't look like everyone else's shit. And I think that's where people gravitated to my video a little bit because it didn't look like everyone else's stuff because I colored it slightly different than most people would. And I had my own lighting setup that was different than what some people might do. And while the principles are still the same, your video won't look like mine unless you use my exact settings across the board from the camera all the way into my computer and how I stylized it after the fact. But I think there's a lot of power in that. And I think that's why photography is so much more powerful right now than video because the time it takes to color down and edit a video is like enormously long. I've mentioned this before in videos or sorry, in podcasts, because editing a photo, like literally it takes no time at all and almost no effort for a lot of people. If you know where to do it, where to get access to certain settings and different things, it can take all of maybe five minutes to edit a photo, even for me. It doesn't take me that long to edit the photo. It maybe takes me 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah, sure. I could spend, you know, an hour, two, three hours editing a photo, changing the horizon, rotating it a little bit, cropping it a certain way, stylizing it, um, doing different things to kind of make it a little bit better. But a lot of the times my goal is never to drastically change a photo unless, like I said, I'm going for a stylistic approach. But most of the time I'm just trying to make it look a little bit better than it was out of camera because out of camera it can be kind of dull um, and I think that's intentional. I think when you take a raw photo like I usually do, I take raw photos and the reason for that is because it provides more information so that when you do put in the editing software, it's a little bit dull on purpose to capture all the details and the sharpness because those are things you can't change once you get it out of the camera. That's the, the sharpness should always be your first goal whenever you take a shot, whether you're doing video or photos. Sharpness is the most important part of all of that. How sharp is it? Is it sharp? Because even when you put it, even sorry, even when you look at it in your camera, it's not always sharp. You don't, you can't always tell until you put it, you know, up to a 4K monitor or for me, like a 5K monitor on my computer. That's when you notice these little details. You're like, oh shit, like it's not quite how I want it to look. And I think that for me, that's the biggest thing, right? Is like just honing my skills while trying to progress in the things that I want to progress in. But it's not easy. And, and I have to admit, I openly struggle with it a lot. Like it's, it can be very demotivating to have all these ideas in your head and all these things you want to do. 
but not necessarily feel like you have the freedom, the space, the time to execute those things. And, and that's the hardest part for everybody. And like I've been mentioning to you guys, it's just at least trying to acknowledge that, acknowledge that you have these ideas, these things you want to do and try your best not to push them to the side because there's always going to be new things, new opportunities. But if you're constantly pushing those things to the side, then you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to be happy with what you have. Unless, like I mentioned before, you truly love what you already do. There's always going to be a little bit of like clamoring for more in your life because whether it's your kids, whether it's your wife, whether it's, you know, your husband, you're always going to be wanting more out of life always like you'll always come upon your life where you wish you could do more you wish you had more freedom to do things and you'll have ideas everyone has ideas every day it does unless you're just like the most complacent person in the world you're always going to have new ideas of things you want to do some of those ideas might be really realistic some of those may be super grand and you know out there kind of like some of my ideas and that's I think the hard part is trying to prioritize these ideas and find motivation to chase those dreams, those ideas, because there's a lot of people who, you know, will just tell you to just chase your dreams no matter what, no matter what the cost is, whatever, you know, you can't just do that. I don't, I don't believe in that, but to some extent there is power in that sentiment, the idea of doing without thinking, because for so many people they struggle and I'm one of those people with, well, what if it doesn't work? what if what I'm doing is all for nothing in the end? And I think I struggled with that early on, but I need to remind myself of the roots that I came from. You know, I'm not talking about my parents or like how I was raised, but the foundation of my creativity stemmed from me using a camera for the first time. And I was like, whoa, this is like really cool. And I took pictures and they sucked. And then I was like, hmm, how do I get better at this? How do I learn this? Look things up, do tutorials, try new things, take more pictures, right? And ultimately, it's just practice. That's all it is, is practice. So if I'm going to practice, why am I not practicing all the time? What is it today that's stopping me from practicing? And it's a little bit of self-doubt. But when I remind myself where I came from before, looking at my old photos, my old videos, it still doesn't quite motivate me enough to keep going but sometimes you know it might take a little push like someone asking me to do something for them or me wanting to try something new and that's what pushes me that's what drives me and I think that's really bad that I don't have that internal motivation and so it's hard and I think someone would ask me is well are you truly passionate about it if you don't have that internal drive that internal motivation to get better what is it that's stopping you and I think it's simple as finances, right? Like, I don't always have the time to say, hey, I'm going to dedicate today to making a YouTube video. What is a YouTube video going to be? What is it going to be about? How do I bring it to a quality that I'm happy with without, you know, taking five, six hours on it to make sure that it's as good as I want it to be? And I think that's where I struggle sometimes because I do have high standards for my work. But I need to also remember that my work doesn't mean anything if I don't put it out. And like, so that's the hard part is that where is that fine line and how do I draw it within myself? It's, it's tough. It is tough. And I don't always know what to do um, because at the end of the day as well, I need to start finding ways to improve my financial situation. And given the circumstances in the world, it's difficult. 
Um, not that I'm struggling by any means, but I still need to start finding ways to progress because if I'm not doing that, then I'm no different than anybody else. I'm not being better than that. And it's not to say that I always need to be better than everyone else, but sometimes, you know, you got to work a little bit harder than other people. And, you know, I'm finding ways to do things for myself, but it's not enough. It's never enough. And I've always known that. I've always known that what I'm doing isn't quite enough. Maybe paired with something, it could be enough. It could be a lot better. But for now, I'm still, you know, working, learning, um, striving to be better for myself. And that's where I think I fall short a lot of the time is that I focus so much on where I want to go, I neglect my own actual progress. And so that progress that I should be taking daily, whether it's shooting pictures and editing them, whether it's making this podcast, what teaches me how to, you know, engineer audio, EQ my own voice, you know, editing again on top of this, like it, it all kind of goes together. As much as people think video editing is so much about the visual, the basic core of it is making the audio sound good. And so if you edit the podcast or you know how to edit the, edit the podcast, why is editing video so much harder? It's the same thing. Because unless you're coloring down video, unless you're putting together a B-roll sequence, unless you're adding music and cutting to the music, which again is still just audio editing, it's not that different. The only difference is how do the shots look? How do you add your own flair, your own character to this edit? But that's just creativity in general. There's a lot of times where I've edited a video and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to add this here, I'm going to add this there, and then I'm going to add this here, and it'll make it 10 times better. And it does, but it's not like any of this stuff was even planned half the time. In some instances, you know, I'll, I'll shoot a video with my buddy and we'll have planned things out a little bit so we know when there'll be certain, you know, cues for anything, whether it's something funny, something more serious, whatever, and we'll execute those ideas. But a lot of the time, it's just me editing on the fly, me just having fun with it, me just expressing my personality and as well wanting it to be more enjoyable for the viewer, which again, is just me practicing doing something that I really like, really enjoy doing. But I still get hung up in that. What if, you know, it just doesn't really work out. What if I'm just going through the motions and it kind of just stays as a hobby and I don't really get to where I want to go. But circling back to my original point is it's because not enough people know about me and my work. So I'm not getting the opportunities that I want to learn and grow within my skills, um, within my field. I'm just doing it on my own right now. And so I think there's just a lot that I still have to learn. A lot I have to learn about life. A lot I have to learn about my own industry and a lot I have to practice. Because while some people notice my work and say it's really good, I've mentioned this to people before, I don't think my work's very good. I think it's fine. I think it's acceptable. I think it's better than the average person could do. But I don't think I'm blowing the doors off any industry who sees my work. They'd be like, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, like, kid did all right. Which, you know, is for some people is good enough. But for me, it's not even close, you know. Like, I want to be someone who does crazy things. Like, I've mentioned some of the things that inspire me the most is just like storytelling. And um, one thing that I love more than anything is commercials. And uh, I mentioned some of the commercials that I really enjoy. Um, an old Kevin Durant commercial, the old D Derek Jeter respect commercial. Like there's just certain things that have captured my attention for way longer than most people. 
Like we're talking about commercials that are probably almost a decade old, at least five years old for sure. So it's kind of crazy when you think about it, like something that shouldn't be that memorable, or maybe it is, you know, somewhat memorable, but I've just watched it over and over and over and over and over to where I'm kind of like obsessed with that idea of being able to do that. And as well, just being able to tell my own story, you know, and I think there's a lot of power in that. I think there's a lot of power in storytelling. And I think that not enough people do it, as I've mentioned on this show, and even to other people, I don't believe enough people do it in the moment. Like, it's so easy to tell your story when you're already successful, because you can talk about the hard times, but you're not actually going through anything hard in that moment. So talking to someone who actually like, or at least hearing from someone who actually has been trying to find their own success and talking about their pitfalls or failures, things they struggle with. I think it's a lot different. I think, I think if someone was listening back to my podcast in like three or four years, they'd be like, damn, like he was actually struggling in the moment. And he talked about what he did to fix it, talked about the things that worked, the things that didn't. And for me right now, um, the things that are working is just staying hyper-focused and it's something, uh, thankfully, I do very well um, to the detriment and neglect of some people I really care about, unfortunately, at times. Um, I need to be better with that as well. But it's for me, it's just about staying focused on what the end goal is. And I know what the end goal is. It's just about freedom. Freedom to do whatever I want. And not necessarily be you know super rich or anything, just to have that freedom to do whatever I feel like doing. And it's not that I want to, you know, just like buy the most expensive car or have the biggest house. It's just to where I'm able to provide and do whatever I want with my family for my family at any given time, because that's just the freedom I've afforded myself. And it's not going to be something I'm going to achieve for the in the next probably 10 or 20 years. Um, But it's something I hope to achieve by the time I'm like 40 ish. 45 maybe Um, like I'm only 27 now so there's still lots of time for me to get there but there's also lots of avenues for me to grow my own personal brand and if I choose to grow someone else's brand and build that up as well that's like all part of the goal to where all these different streams all come to the same pond and that's going to be in my bank account right Um, as much as it would be nice to have a super stable secure job Um, one thing I don't like is just like doing the same thing over and over. And while, yeah, you can move industries and you can do different things. Um, I'm trying to find, you know, two or three things that just make me happier. And if I got to work a little bit harder to do those two or three things, like I'm willing to do that. I'm not so concerned with what it may take to get there. Um, but you know, for me, at least it's just kind of how I operate now. And that's why I love having a podcast. That's why I love shooting video. That's why, you know, I'm doing real estate. Like those are already three different, completely different industries in a lot of ways. But I'm trying to become better in all facets, not just one, not just the other. And it's a very unconventional approach. And it'll probably take me a little bit longer. But I think once it all comes together, it'll be crazy. You know, like it'll just be, I'll be overflowing with, work and you know emotion and appreciation for the hard work I put in but 
getting there is going to be a lot, a lot of mental stamina. And I say that because I've been, you know, having a hard time staying motivated. And it's not like I'm depressed or I'm upset or anything. It's just like I've been going through the motions a lot, you know, days are kind of just coming and going and I don't always feel like I'm being the most productive. Um, I'm having trouble, especially with my sleep cycle, because it's just like, I don't know, I just haven't really found the motivation to stay on track and and do all these things. And the one thing that suffered the most I noticed is when I get into a really big creative flow, uh, I stop reading a lot, which is bad. And I haven't read, I think probably for like two weeks now. And so that's one thing that I need to get back on. Um, I need to make another mind map too, because so many things have changed for me since I last did. And I still update it a little bit, but I want to kind of like completely rejig it, retool the whole thing. Um, because there's just a lot of new things going on in my life and a lot of things I want to try. Um, like I've been trying to do more stuff on TikTok cause it's kind of fun. And I think that it's a good way to just like do something different. Um, but I also need to like do more stuff for Instagram and go out and take more photos. Like, especially now that it's really snowy, it's just like a lot of cool environments and different things that I can take advantage of, um, that I probably should, but you know, stupid me is just staying inside in my house all day in my room half the time. Um, but I am proud that I took the initiative to build a set in my room. So now I have like a full blown set almost, or at least an idea of a set that I can just use whenever I want to shoot a YouTube video. And that's not something I had before. And it was something that I kind of had to just force into my, you know, 10 by 10 room because it's just something I felt that I needed. And it's been long overdue and why I didn't have it before. I don't know. I just finally decided it was time. You know, I finally decided like, okay, if you're going to do this, like actually do it. It was something I talked about for so long. Oh, in my house, in my apartment, wherever the hell I am, I need to have like a second bedroom to put like all my photography stuff, all my gear and have like a full blown set there. So I can just shoot whenever I feel like it. But I didn't realize that if I just, you know, it's not the best set ever, but if I just force the space, move my bed around, move some things around, I can make it happen. Like I still don't have a desk bigger than four square feet, but you got to make it work. Right. And I think that's what it comes down to is just making things work for you, making things work under all circumstances. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that what I'm doing is, you know, revolutionary and you should go try it right now. But it's definitely something that I don't think I would have done, let's say a year ago. I don't think it's something I would have had the confidence to do a year ago. I don't think it's something that I would have felt was necessary. But I think more and more now I'm starting to realize that there are just some things that are necessary for me to feel more comfortable with my situation and what I'm doing. And it's not to mean that it's wrong if you don't have those things. It's about knowing yourself and knowing what do you need? What, what is it that you need? You, the individual, what is it that you need? Are you able to do those things? Like for me, it was literally a matter of moving things around. My wall was already a cool, dark color. So when I cast light on it, there's no shadows on it. That's amazing. Like that's something that most people wouldn't necessarily have, but it, I already had that and that was really cool. And then, you know, I already have a light that my brother has. So I took that from him. He has some other lights I could use if I want, but I just need the one right now. Then I have some cool background lights I bought. It just all kind of came together and it really only cost me like 200 bucks. 
and I could have spent more money if I wanted, but ultimately I already have the camera, I already have the microphones, I already have everything else, like the ex really expensive hardware. All I needed was the vision, the time, and mostly the dedication to want to make it happen. It's not like I didn't have all these things for months. You know, I've had my two microphones since I think September. I've had my camera for almost two years now. I just didn't think that YouTube and podcasting and all these things were viable strategies for me to potentially find ways to generate income. And while it hasn't quite got there for me personally, I'm starting to realize that you just have to start somewhere and go with it, see what happens. And that's what I'm doing. But I need to network. I need to meet more people. I need to get in front of more people. And that's what's going to help me take off and do different things because I'm going to impress more people. Every time I do a podcast, people are excited to have me on. They like talking to me. And it's validating because I just know that I'm, I know that I'm good. I know that I'm fun. I know that I'm engaging. I'm personable, all these things. And most people just aren't. And it's not to say that I'm the best in the world. I'm certainly not. But I know that I can at least make it work for me. And I think I can garner an audience over time. But it, I have to actually put in the work to garner that audience and generate that future revenue for myself. And while I have some great people behind me, some great people work, that I work with now, ultimately, I still have to figure it out for myself as well. And I know that my plan is very different from some of the people that I work with. Um, like my buddy Ray, he's doing his own thing and, and we're partners on that. But I have even, you know, different dreams, goals outside of what we do. But I'm forever thankful for him because of the opportunities he's given me, the opportunities we have together um, and the people that I've met as well. On top of just like being associated with him and his brand and working with him. That part for me is tremendous. And, and literally, like I've mentioned to some people, I just like DM'd him one day. And we became friends, like literally, that's it. I asked him if he wanted my help with something. And now, you know, we're trying to like take over college football scouting. And that's crazy. You know, it literally just stemmed from the smallest idea. And for me, that's what it all comes down to is just meeting the right people, talking to the right people. And I still, still, no matter how much I think that I know the right people, it's never enough. And it's, and it's ultimately the mindset I need to have is it's never going to be enough. There will be a time where I may say like, okay, you've done enough. You've done, you know, a lot of people, you're never going to need to know any more people. But ultimately it's that thirst to meet and interact and engage with more people, more followers, um, more potential clients and just build new relationships. I've had a lot of relationships with people that for me, unfortunately, they come and go. And that's how I've been, I, I want to say like designed, programmed, um, like I'm a computer, but that's just the person that I am. Like I, I view m most friendships as temporary and it's not to demean the other person. It's just when that moment comes along and we become friends, it happens for a reason. But the person that I am a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, I'm 100% going to be a different person and they are too. So why are we obligated to maintain that relationship and continue to be friends if we feel like there's some distance between us because we're just different people?
And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I never have. Um, but some people, you know, like I've mentioned on previous episodes, I've been offended by that. And it's, it, but it's not to demean you. It's just, I'm just different. I'm just different now. I'm a different person. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But for some people, there is a, there is a problem with that. You know, they view those relationships as special. They know that they come from a certain place and maybe they have never had that relationship with someone before, but most relationships are temporary, especially friendships, you know, like there's nothing wrong with that. You can have a coworker who you're friends with. And then when you quit or they quit, you never talk to them again. That's fuck. Like, that's okay. You know, there's no problem with that. But some people that's like the end of the world, like legit. If you don't talk to them again, they're like hurt by it. All these things. I know you should at least tell them, you know, like I'm just going to do my thing. But some people you just don't. And it's not, it's not a big deal. It's just, it is what it is. And that's okay. But, you know, case in point with this episode, I think that we all need to strive to network more, reach out to more people talk to more people. If you do have a service, tell them about it. Pitch yourself. Learn from them. What can you learn from them? What can they take from you? Do you have something to provide to them? All these questions, all these things that you can have with certain people within your network, and then as well as talking to them and saying, hey, who do you know who I could reach out to, talk to, whatever? Because I think that's really important too. That's the way you're not just telling them who your friend, whatever, who you are and what you do, if they don't know. But you're also saying like, hey, is there anyone you could introduce me to? Is there anyone that we could connect with together? You know, like just go out, meet that person. Then maybe you build, build a bond with that person and then you do the same thing with them. You say, hey, now we have this connection. We have this relationship. Is there anybody else that you know that can maybe use my services? Could help me out. I could help out with whatever they need. That's really important. And I think that we all could do that more and more. Because whether you're creating content, whether you're insecure, whether you're demotivated, um, I think that the more you get in front of people, the more confident you'll be. And yeah, you can chase likes, you can chase retweets, you can chase subscribers, you can chase all these things. If you just keep putting shit out, eventually something's going to stick and you're going to find your niche, you're going to figure it out. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm trying to figure it out. What is it that I do that makes me unique? And I think there's a lot of things about me that make me unique. Part of it is my mindset. Part of it is the way that I approach myself um, to other people. Part of me is just the way I think in general. Um, I just think, I think I think really outside the box, but I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. So <laughs> it is what it is. But I, for me, it's just a lot, a lot of things that go through my mind. And, and I want you guys to know that I'm always thinking about you guys who listen, um, I know there's not very many of you, but I want you to know that I do think about you and I hope that you are learning from me, um, whether you're following my story, my journey, or you're just, you know, listening for the hell of it because maybe you've liked my voice or whatever. I don't know. Everyone listens for different reasons, different, different strokes for different folks, but that's okay. But yeah, I just wanted to uh, tap in with you guys for a little bit and just talk, you know, just talk about whatever, because there's a lot of shit going on and I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope you guys are staying safe and hopefully thriving and doing really well because there's just so much going on in the world and um, I hope you guys are all doing really well. Yeah, I genuinely do. I genuinely do. I'm doing well. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm encouraged. Um, so I wanted to do the same for all you guys. I hope you guys are doing really well and guys and girls are just, you know, 
doing you, you know, trying to trying to be the best version of you every each and every day, because that's the most important thing to me right now is just trying to be better each and every day, no matter what you're doing. Keep doing it. Keep being great. Keep doing amazing things. Uh, my name is Jordan Richards. This is the Real Life Podcast, and I really appreciate you guys listening. So I'm gonna try and hit you guys up back next week. Um, I'll do another episode and I'll probably talk about some more shit, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe, share, whatever you want to do. I appreciate it either way. Um, if you want to check out my video on lighting on YouTube, go check it out. It's pretty cool. People seem to like it. So I was happy about that. Um, and then I'm gonna try to put out some more content probably on YouTube either this week or next week. Um, I'm gonna start playing some ideas, maybe do some mind mapping and stuff. So Either way, thanks for listening. This has been Jordan Richards from Real Life Podcast. I'll see you guys next week. I'm out. Peace.